By what power or by what name did you do this? Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 4. Today we're going to be focusing our attention on verses 5 through 12. And uh, you'll remember yesterday, uh, Peter and John had just been um, put under arrest, and now they will be in front of the rulers, elders, scribes, and uh, the high priest um, in order to answer questions about the power by which they were doing the things that they were doing. (laughs) And we know that when Christians have the opportunity to testify to people who do not understand the power by which and through which they do the things that they do, that the gospel has an opportunity to be lifted up and the Spirit of God working can open eyes to the truth. And so we're uh, hoping to see uh, what happens in this instance uh, be an opportunity for the gospel to be lifted up. And uh, hopefully that will resonate with the many ways in which we too have opportunities to lift up the gospel and make Jesus known to unbelieving eyes and hearts. Before we do, though, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness this week, O God. Your hand gently leading and guiding us as we go. How grateful we are. Father, um, in our country, in our culture, we are preparing for our celebration of Christmas, for the coming of the Christ child. And we give you thanks, Lord Jesus, that you are the God who came near because you could not um, think of a better way of conveying your love and your grace and your mercy to the creation that you so desperately long to be in relationship for. And uh, we just give you thanks, oh God, that you you care so much for us that you came willingly uh, as a little baby wrapped in human flesh, ultimately to die for us. How grateful we are, how amazed we are. Um, there is no love like your love. So Lord, teach us through your word today, we pray, and we give you thanks for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 4, verses 5 through 12. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes gathered together in Jerusalem with Annas, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. And when they had set them in the midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you well. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Wow, Uh, this deeply moves my spirit as I read these words. Here's the scene. Uh, 
Peter and John have been under arrest overnight. The court of religious leaders is assembling. They're brought before them. And the question is asked, by what power or by what name did you do this? Now, Peter discerns that the, this they're talking about is the healing of the lame beggar who typically sat every day at the gate called Beautiful, uh, waiting for some people to give alms as a way of uh, helping him eke out a living so he can survive. And so they ask, and Peter responds, rulers and people, uh, if we are being examined concerning a good deed done to a crippled man, by what means this man was healed, let it be known to all. (laughs) First, let me say I appreciate the boldness and the courage of Peter. Uh, They did not scare him. He was not afraid of being in this situation And Luke is careful to tell us that Peter was operating in the power of the Holy Spirit in this moment. And when the Holy Spirit is functioning and alive in our hearts, uh, we can be sure that we can operate in the confidence of God. We can be sure that we can operate knowing that whatever happens to us, the Lord uh, has our back and the Lord is empowering us. And so Peter, standing in the midst of that, Um, moment was empowered with great confidence by the Holy Spirit to say what he said. And he said, let it be known to all of you by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This man is standing before you well. You want to know the power? You want to know the name by which we've done what we've done? Let it be known that it was the name of Jesus. This Jesus, he further describes, was the stone that you rejected, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation. Ah, now we're really beginning to see uh, this moment unfold. Not only is he proclaiming that this healing occurred in the name and by the power of Jesus, he now is chipping away at the foundation of everything they believe when he says there is salvation in no one else. There is not salvation in the old covenant. There is not salvation in the old system of atonement. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. The same power, the same name is the name And the power by which all men must be saved. The name of Jesus. This was a powerful moment. This was a powerful confrontation. This was a powerful indictment on the Israelites and their leaders. Failing to see Jesus for who he was. The Messiah of God. Sent to save them. Sent to redeem them. Sent to rescue them from sin's grip over their lives. And they missed it. And Peter calls them out in this moment. He answers their question, but he goes further. He tells them exactly how they've missed the boat. This is a powerful moment, powerful spiritual confrontation, and Peter wasn't about to back down. And my friends, when we're faced with accusers, when we're faced with challengers, when we're faced with people who want to deride us and chip away at our faith, we need to stand in the confidence of the Holy Spirit and speak the truth of God. 
We don't have to back down. We don't have to take a back seat. We don't have to shilly-shally about the truth. We need to be bold and take a stand, and that's what Peter models for us here. And there's no need for truth to take a back seat. If we're letting truth take a back seat, then we're being weak, and we are and we are failing our calling. Let us take Peter's example, and let us similarly be empowered by the Holy Spirit in our lives and in our ministries, so that the word of Jesus can be proclaimed with boldness, so that eyes can be opened and hearts and lives can be changed. Sorry, I'm a little fired up. <laughs> But this is a great passage and a great challenge, and I hope that the Lord will continue to speak to your hearts and encourage you today through these words. God bless.